There were 48 of us. 48 girls, all dressed in identical gray jumpers. In a few minutes, we were to be given our exams, and by the end of the day, we'd know whether we graduated to the gray cotton slacks and blouses worn by workers, or, if we were lucky, the silken robes of the carriers. For 16 years, you have grown up together, the Grand Councilman said, addressing us. As a group, you have learned and labored side by side, sacrificing your own needs for the betterment of the collective. The councilman gazed out at the group of us gathered under the domed roof of the Great Hall and paused. We must have looked familiar to him. Four dozen girls cut from the same mold. I turned to my left, where my best friend Odessa stood erect, her chin raised proudly towards the councilman. Odessa and I shared our July birth month, and so we were here together on Selection Day, ready to learn what future we would wear. Behind the councilman, nine wooden mannequins, polished to a sheen after 170 years of use, displayed the royal blue robes. Odessa's eyes were trained on them with a look of pure concentration. The robes wouldn't be passed out until the end of the day after we'd finished our exams and our scores had been tallied. Maybe the robes had been set out as inspiration or encouragement, something for us to think about if the tests became too difficult, an actual embodiment of what our future would hold if we excelled in the next few hours. They were far more exquisite than I'd imagined. On a few occasions, I'd seen the elegant everyday robes that the carriers wore but I'd only heard stories of the selection robes. In person, even from 20 feet away, I could see how intricate they were, embroidered with small silver stitches in a pattern that reminded me of the morning glory that climbed the fence outside the dining hall. Standing in front of the robes, the Grand Councilman looked gigantic, almost seven feet tall, barrel-chested, a behemoth of a man. If I stood next to him, I might not even reach his shoulder. You girls have exemplified the power of our union, the councilman went on. Today your lives will change. Only nine of you will be chosen to be carriers, but all of you will labor to make our union whole. Odessa, I whispered, poking her in the ribs. Is that how you thought the grand councilman would look? Odessa gave a small shake of her head but I couldn't tell whether she was motioning for me to be quiet or whether she was telling me that this wasn't the way she'd imagine the Grand Councilman to look either. As a girl under 16, I'd never seen a man up close before today. Of course, I'd heard of them, learned about their heroics in history class, and watched their messages on the projector during the State of the Union address. I'd even seen the guards from afar as they circled the outer walls separating the military compound and women's compound. But up until today, I'd never been in the same room with one, and I hadn't imagined that they would look so different from us, as if they were another sort of creature entirely. What startled me most was how much I wanted to reach out and touch them. The firm muscles along their jaws, the pronounced ridge of their noses, the councilman's close-cropped hair looked so different from the women's long hair, and I wondered how it would feel. Soft like mine? Or prickly and stiff like the bristles of a brush? I nudged Odessa in the ribs again. 
What do you think the skin on his face feels like? It looks thick. Shh, she hushed. Sorry, Des, I muttered. I hadn't had a chance to speak to her since we'd left our barracks early this morning. We'd been marched straight to the meeting hall, and now all the worry and pent-up energy rose up in me, simmering just below my ears with a low hiss. Without shifting her gaze, Odessa reached down and grabbed my hand.